How is it going, Bears fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Bear Down Podcast, where we talk everything Bears every day of the week. Today, we are back making our Week 10 prediction in the Bears' game versus the Minnesota Vikings on Monday Night Football, November 16th. Should be a very good one. The Vikings looking to get a win to somewhat get back in contention, and the Bears looking to get in a, get a win to uh, continue to excel themselves towards the playoffs as well as avoid a loss that would be four straight losses and put them near the bottom of the NFC North. Today, to make my picks and predictions, I am joined with my co-host. I am Chris Malpe. I am joined with Parshaw and Jalen McClinton back as usual. How's it going, guys? Doing pretty well. I'm spending my last two days in quarantine. I'm almost out out of that. And then I watched Indiana pick up a win yesterday, so that was nice. Uh, I've just been enjoying football uh, today. Uh, it, not, not a lot of good games, but a lot of close games for uh, like no reason. Like we see, we see the Lions at a 59 yarder to beat to beat the, the Washington football team, and we see the the Packers barely escape beating the the Jacksonville Jaguars. So not a lot of good games, but football is football. Uh, the, you know the Bears don't play tomorrow till tomorrow, obviously, but you know just enjoying the Sunday. A hundred percent. A lot of good games on right now. Uh, we've got the Miami Dolphins beating up the Chargers right now, even though they, they they did just fumble. And then I believe that the Cardinals are down ten to six to the Buffalo Bills. But we're here today to talk about the Bears' Week Ten Minnesota Vikings, a very big game. This could tell the tale for the rest of the Bears' season. ESPN's matchup predictor gives the Minnesota Vikings a 59.1% chance to win this one. The Bears are currently set at 40.6%. The Vikings are favored by three points as of Sunday evening, and the over-under for the game is set at 43.5. Before we hop into this, taking a look at the injury report for the Vikings, they're going to be missing their number one tight end, Irv Smith Jr. Also, their number one cornerback, Cameron Dantzler, is out with a concussion. Also, two more players just added to their injury report, Backup guard Drew Samia, as well as Jordan Brailford. Uh, I believe they both are high-risk COVID contacts. Uh, the Vikings had a little bit of a COVID issue this morning. The game will go on, but the Vikings are missing four players. Taking a look at the Bears, they're going to be missing Sherrick McManus, John Jenkins, Mitchell Trubisky, and David Montgomery in this one. Allen Robinson listed as questionable, as well as Cole Komet, Jason Spriggs, and Barcavius Mingo. And then Sam Mustafer is doubtful for this one. So I'm sure that... A majority of, if not all of the guys who are questionable will be good to go for the Bears, but it is very important to keep an eye on that because that's a lot of injuries. And if Robinson plays, that would be huge because Cameron Dantzler, their number one cornerback being out, is a big loss for them. If you guys don't know how our pregame shows go, we run through small miniature segments of all of our shows throughout the week, and then we make our picks and predictions at the end. We're going to start with meet the opponents. Minnesota Vikings have been scoring 27.1 points per game offensively this season. They have, I believe, uh, 392.3 total yards per game on average, 231.9 through the air with Kirk Cousins, and 160.4 averaging on the ground. Taking a look at who is leading the way for the Minnesota Vikings, it's someone who's very familiar with the Bears. It's someone who is 0-9 on Monday Night Football throughout his career, and it is someone who is not the greatest in primetime. It's Kirk Cousins. He's 137 for 209 this year, 1,855 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, and 10 interceptions. On the ground, currently second in the league in rushing. He's had quite the year. Uh, is putting up MVP caliber stats. Dalvin Cook, 144 carries, 858 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Receiving leader for the Vikings is Justin Jefferson, the second-round pick. 
34 receptions for 627 yards and three touchdowns on him. Uh, he, him and Adam Thielen both like to line up in the slot, so they're going to be on a combination of Buster Screen as well as Kyle Fuller and obviously Jalen Johnson. Taking a look at the rest of the Vikings offense, Kirk Cousins obviously leads the way. Adam Thielen has had a very good year as well. Kyle Rudolph's going to be their number one tight end, followed by Tyler Conklin. And then they have a solid offensive line led by guys like Riley Reef, Dakota Dozier, and Garrett Bradbury. So a pretty solid offense. Dalvin Cook obviously leads the way for this squad. So Parth, I'm going to pass it back around to you. What do you think about this Vikings offense? I think it's a pretty good offense. I mean, they had a pretty slow start to the year. You know, Kirk Cousins didn't play as well in the beginning of the year, and they weren't able to get the run game going as quickly as possible. But the last two weeks, we've seen it. Dalvin Cook's having historic games out here. I mean, 200 yards the week before, I think, or last week, and 160-something yards this week. Three touchdowns and then four touchdowns the week before. He's tearing it up, which helps out the other side of the ball. I mean, they're able to throw the ball every now and then. Kirk Cousins doesn't have to do as much work, which is always good for you, you know, whenever Kirk Cousins isn't throwing the ball as much. And then to have wide receivers like Justin Jefferson and uh, Adam Thielen is always a blessing. I mean, like I said, they're a top five duo. Justin Jefferson's been tearing it up as a rookie. Uh, Stephon Diggs was there last year, but to have uh, Jefferson replace him, he's done a really great job there. And then Adam Thielen's a touchdown magnet. He's already got seven on the year. And we still got six more games to go, and he could easily end up in the double digits with that. Yeah, Dalvin Cook has 369 rushing yards and six rushing touchdowns in the last two weeks alone. And that's not even mentioning his receiving numbers, where I believe he also has another score and has been very productive. So this Vikings offense is high-powered. The Bears are going to have to get the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands if they want to win this one. He's thrown on average just over an interception a game. And you mentioned it. He does have the receivers there with Justin Jefferson, who's been great, and Adam Thielen as well. But if Dalvin Cook takes over this game, I see no hope for the Bears to win it. So it's a very good offense. I do think the Bears will be able to slow him down. The three times in Dalvin Cook's career that he has been held to under 90 all-purpose yards have all been against the Bears, so that's a little bit promising to me. Obviously, we did have Eddie Goldman in the past, but we did hold Derrick Henry to 68 rushing yards on 21 carries last week, so containing Dalvin Cook's going to be big because he is the heart and soul of that offense. Jalen, I'm going to pass it back around to you now. What do you think about this Vikings offense? Um, a lot of a lot of names on, on this on this offense. You know, Kirk Cousins, of course, he just got an extension after leading them to a playoff win against the Saints. Uh, you know, Dalvin Cook, who's probably who's who's definitely in the running for for uh, offensive player of the year, but he you know he might be into MVP contention as well. You know, twelve touchdowns in eight games or nine games or something like that. That that's incredible. He scored over six six or seven touchdowns in the last two weeks alone. So um, he's definitely been mainly their whole offense. Of course, they still have uh, they still have. Adam Thielen, you know he he's a t- he was he was just a top ten receiver not that long ago. Uh, they have Justin Jefferson. He's probably one of the best rookie wide receivers. He was top ten like a, a week not a week ago like uh, two weeks ago. He was top ten in receiving yards. I don't know if he's still up there, but he's he's definitely not far away from that. Um, you know this offensive line is it's very solid. They have a, a couple guys here and there. I know they did just release Pat. In, I'm fine or, or something like that, but they have uh, Urza Cleveland who they just drafted in the second round, so he's going to be their replacement. If if the re- main reason they've been winning these last couple of games is mainly because of Dalvin Cook, you know we we've seen Kirk Cousins get off to a very shaky start. He's had he's had ten interceptions, which is 
definitely tied number one in the in the whole NFL through nine weeks. So if they want to win the game, they ha- they have to put it in Dalvin Cook's hands and take it out of Kirk Cousins' hands. But this is definitely still a solid uh, solid offense all around. But uh, they've mainly been relying on Dalvin Cook to win them games. Yeah, a hundred percent. I got to go ahead and agree with you. Taking a look at Minnesota's defense, it's quite the different story. You really flip the script. The Bears have only been averaging 19.8 points per game, but Minnesota has allowed 29.3 points per game. Uh, Bill Lazor will be calling the plays for the Bears this week. It's a little bit promising. I'm excited to see what he can do. He's someone who likes to run a lot of 11 personnel. He also likes three wide receiver sets. He's going to get the ball out of the quarterback's hands quickly. He does what Nick Foles loves, a lot of RPOs, a lot of play action. I'm looking forward to that. But Minnesota's defense, obviously missing Cameron Dantzler in this one. They've allowed 422.9 yards per game. 297.9, almost 300 yards per game allowed to other quarterbacks in the air. Also have allowed, on average, 125 rushing yards per game. Uh, They are 21st against opposing running backs and 30th, almost dead last in the league, against opposing wide receivers. Once again, they will be missing their cornerback number one, Cameron Dantzler. So Chris Boyd is going to have to step in along with Jeff Gladney and for how much crap Chris Boyd talked to Allen Robinson last year, I am really, really excited for this matchup. Taking a look at the rest of their defense, they do have some solid names. Jaleel Johnson, obviously Eric Kendricks, and then you got to take a look at the two safeties, Harrison Smith and Anthony Harris. Parth, I'm going to bring it back around to you now. We've seen the Vikings defense struggle a lot this year in multiple different games. They've been not the greatest against opposing wide receivers. They're missing Cameron Dantzler in this one. I know you're looking forward to Chris Boyd versus Allen Robinson, but what are your thoughts on this Vikings defense? You know, they've gotten better the last two games. That's for that's for sure. Uh, they did let up 40 points against the Falcons. They did give up 27 to Seattle. Uh, you know, they gave up 31 to Tennessee, 28 to Indianapolis. But the last two weeks against the Packers and the Lions, you know, they were able to shut down guys, uh, two, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Matthew Stafford, pretty well. And another divisional game, uh, you know, divisional game. Did I just hear Matthew Stafford Hall of Fame? Yeah, exactly. Parthia, get tripping by that one. All right, yeah. keep going, keep going, keep going. Okay. It's a divisional game. Uh, you know, divisional games are always, are always played tight and tough. I think defenses always play a lot. A lot better in def- uh, divisional games in the recent history between Bears and Vikings games. Defenses always prevail, so I expect the Vikings defense to actually play really well against us, and our offense is also very, very bad at the moment. So, you know, I don't expect much out of them, so I do expect the Vikings defense to have a pretty good game, if not even dominate the Bears offense. I feel like the last three or four weeks, I've continued to say that I think the Bears' offense is going to get back on pace, but I, I truly believe it, it this week. I, I truly do believe it this week. You know, Parth mentioned it. Defenses do come to show. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings haven't been great in primetime games, so I, I do think I'll probably end up picking later that the that the Bears are going to win this one. But uh, you know what? This Vikings defense, their secondary especially, has given up a ton in this one. I think I would expect the Bears to take a lot of deep shots to Darnell Mooney in this one, look to continue to get their tight ends involved, uh, you know, and hopefully they'll be able to get the run game going. We just saw the Bears today promote uh, Lamar Miller up to the active roster. That's promising to me. Uh, You know, he's had some chances in the past with other teams and has been able to prevail 2014 with Bill Lazor. He had 1,099 rushing yards and eight touchdowns in his best season. So I assume he'll be the bell call back. It would be nice if the Bears would also go ahead and promote Eric Cush, but 
I think the Bears continue to try and get their tight ends involved. They've been doing a much better job in 2020 than they did last year at doing that. Minnesota is 19th against defending opposing tight ends, so it should be interesting. But I do think that the Bears are going to have a lot of opportunities offensively in this one. Uh, it would be nice to have Cody Whitehair back. Bat Nagy said it's kind of like a, a wait and hope. They're a little bit hopeful. It seems like that he'll be able to be activated. Also, hopefully having Jason Spriggs back and hopefully bringing up Eric Cush, we can see a little bit better offensive line play from the Bears here. The Vikings have only averaged about two sacks a game, so I do think that the Bears will be able to hopefully prevail against Minnesota's defense. Jalen, I'm going to pass it back around to you. We've seen Minnesota be able to do a little bit better recently defensively, especially two weeks ago against Aaron Rodgers, but what do you think about their defensive unit and how big of a loss, I'm going to ask you, is Cameron Dantzler for them? Oh uh, well, first of all, their, their defense is not their defense of of what twenty seventeen when he went to the uh the the the, the, the uh what's the the conference the finals? NFC championship. I just said the conference finals. Oh my god, I'm thinking about basketball. But yeah, the conference championship. Uh, you know, so they, you're way they, too hopeful about who the Bulls are about to draft. <laughs> Your mind is way too on basketball, my friend. I've been too focused on bad basketball, but uh, this is not the defense of 2017. You know, they got really a lot of key, a lot of key pieces. You know, Xavier Rhodes, uh, Trey Wayne, Trey Reigns, excuse me, McKenzie Alexander. They all left their free agency or were or released uh, during this offseason and replacing with a lot of young guys. We see them draft Jeff, Jeff Gladney um, out of TCU with their first round pick. We uh, they have Holden Hill, who was an undrafted free agent in 2017, and they also have Chris Boyd, who they drafted with a seventh round pick um, in in 2019. So definitely a young guys. They still have uh, Harrison Smith, who's, who's definitely one of the best safeties in the league, and Anthony Harris, who's uh, definitely underrated as well. He had six uh, six interceptions in uh, last season, which was I think tied for first, or it was definitely close to that. Uh, their their real main like problem on their defense would probably be their pass rush. You know, Daniel Hunt is out for the rest of the season. They don't have uh, they don't they just traded away Unique Ngakwe. Uh, a couple weeks ago as well. So definitely if if we're able to have time in the pocket, which is something I've said over the, the last couple of weeks due to the, you know, the Titans not having a pass rush and we still gave up three sacks to them. So I, I'm not hopeful, uh, but hopefully, you know, the, the Bears can, can find a way to stop them. But uh, if, if the Bears want to win, we, we definitely need to, to, to attack this uh, or try to run the ball at least. But uh, with the loss of Cameron Dantzler, you know, um, I know he got hurt uh, against the – Against the Packers with a neck injury, it's like a concussion. It was really scary. Uh, thank God he's okay. But um, he's he's another young corner. Um, I I really don't expect expect him to have a huge impact. But you know he's still one of their best corners on that roster, and that's saying something. Yeah, uh, that secondary is very weak after losing Mackenzie Alexander and Trey Waynes. But hopefully in the future, these younger guys will be able to grow up and become better because they both are definitely promising. But it's going to take a little bit of time to do that. So let's head into our three key matchups segment of the pregame show. This is where we break down each of our most important positional matchups in Bears versus Vikings that the Bears have to take advantage of if they want to win this game. For me, I'm going to go with the overarching matchup that I talked about just a couple of days ago. It's an obvious one for me. You have to stop Dalvin Cook. He is averaging six yards per carry in his seven games played, as well as 122.6 rushing yards per game, and he has 12 total touchdowns. Cook also has 1,031 yards from scrimmage in 2020, and that is second to Alvin Kamara, who's currently playing right now. But he's played another game than Cook, and by the time that tomorrow night rolls around, he'll have two more games played than Dalvin Cook, so that's interesting to note as well. Roquan Smith for the Bears leads the, uh, doesn't lead the NFL, is fourth in the NFL in tackles. He's been playing great recently. We've seen a resurgence from Danny Trevathan. 
you have to at least neutralize Dalvin Cook if you want to give yourself a shot in this one. We've seen him go absolutely bat crap crazy the last two weeks, and he's been uh, you know putting up numbers. And, and if he does that against Chicago, a team that has gotten better and I think now is an above-average run defense, but if he does that against Chicago, I, I don't have much hope that the Bears are going to be able to win this one. You have to get the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands, and to be able to do that, you have to slow down Dalvin Cook. So, Jalen, I'm going to pass it back around to you right now. You can go ahead and agree with me, or you can talk about another important positional matchup in this game, but what is your key matchup if that the Bears have to take advantage of if they want to win in Week 10 and move to 6-4? and four? Now, I, I just talked about, talked about this when I was talking about their defense. You know, they have a very young secondary. Uh, like I said, they got rid of – a lot of their veterans um, in the offseason and replaced him with a, a lot of young guys. Like I said, they drafted Jeff Gladney. He, he's, a, he's still a rookie corner. Um, and Holton Hill, he's, he's had his ups and downs in his NFL career. And then Chris Boyd, he was a seventh-round draft pick for a reason. So uh, if we can – if Allen Robinson is active, of course, uh, you know, with him being a veteran, being one of the best route runners, being one of the best receivers in the game in general, if we can find a way to, to attack those young corners and get open and have Nick Foles be able to have enough time in the pocket uh, to deliver them a ball, then I would be very happy about, uh, you know, that matchup against their secondary. They still have, like I said, they still have Harrison Smith, still have Anthony Harris, two, two ball hawks, and uh, something – two people we definitely have to worry about uh, when the ball is up in the air, but that's definitely going to be my key matchup. Yeah, Darnell Mooney is averaging 38 reception yards per game, receiving yards per game, as well as between three and four catches a game. I assume the Bears are going to look for him a lot. He's got that game-changing, game-breaking speed. And Minnesota secondary has had trouble containing that so far. Also, Allen Robinson probably going to be matched up with a mix of Chris Boyd and Jeff Gladney. It would be nice to see him get some payback on Chris Boyd after what happened last year. And we'll go into description another day. That's a story for another day about what happened between Allen Robinson and Chris Boyd and how it all spilled over after. But Parth, I know that's a passionate topic for you, so I'm going to pass it back around to you now. What is your key matchup in Week 10? I'm going to have to agree with you and uh, say stopping Dalvin Cook. It's the obvious, but like <clears throat> it's got to be the focal point. You know, This man's been tearing it up. He could be an MVP candidate, but you know, running backs don't get MVP, MVP awards uh, anymore. So that's tough for him, but you know he's been. Yeah, playing only amazing. only I believe 2012 with Adrian Peterson, as well as 2006 with Ladainian Tomlinson. But Cook is putting up better numbers than the both of them in comparison mm-hmm. through ten weeks. So that's yeah, interesting no. as well. Exactly, but the team is three and five, so that does not matter. But you know he's been tearing it up. The team's on a two-game win streak because of him, and uh, it's the obvious. You got to stop him. You got to let Kirk Cousins try to beat us. He hasn't been able to when he's been on the Vikings. He's 0-3 against the Chicago Bears. And uh, it's gotten rough for him. Lots of interceptions against the Bears. Lots of times being sacked a lot on frustrating games. And uh, I think the Bears defense can do that. But they have to stop Dalvin Cook in order to do that. In the games they've lost, uh, we've seen Dalvin Cook held to minimal yards. I mean, the first game of the season when they lost to the Packers, Dalvin Cook had 50 yards. Second game of the season when they lost the Colts, Dalvin Cook had 63 yards. So you got to get up ahead, uh, score early, and then try to make Kirk Cousins beat, beat you, basically. Yeah, let's head into our Fan Mill Friday segment of the pregame show before we close it off with our picks. This first question, and by the way, all these questions come from Instagram. You can follow me and Parth on Instagram. The links to those are down in the description. Normally, we ask for questions on our Instagram story around Wednesday or Thursday, and you guys submit them and can have a chance to be featured in a video. So this first question comes from D underscore Hurley 30. He says, do you guys think that the offense will shine without Matt Nagy calling plays? Look, 
I think Matt Nagy is a great head coach. I don't think he's the best play caller. I said that in Fan Mail Friday yesterday. Uh, obviously came out on a Saturday. But you know what? I, I think it's not going to shine by any means. We, we know that there's issues amongst the offensive line. There's inconsistent quarterback play no matter who's starting. But I do think it can look a little bit cleaner with Bill Lazor calling the plays. He, was, he spent 2013 with Nick Foles in Philadelphia. He was the quarterback's coach for him. Foles threw for 27 touchdowns that year. Laser knows what Foles needs to do in a system to be able to succeed. I'm sure that was communicated to Nagy, but I do think it'll look a little bit better with Laser calling the plays, and it's going to have to if the Bears want to move to 6-4. and four. So, Parth, I'm going to pass it back around to you now. What do you think the offense looks like with Bill Laser calling the plays, and do you think it improves at all? I don't know how it's going to look. Uh, all I know is the personnel is going to be the same. If uh, So, you know, and I, I'm not – too happy with the personnel we put out there, especially on the offensive line. Even the quarterback, you know, the quarterback play hasn't been great all year. Uh, the offensive line has been terrible, bottom five in the NFL, I'd say. And uh, we don't have David Montgomery this week. It's going to be tough to get things going. Hopefully Lamar Miller can come up big. Uh, have a lot of hope in him. I feel like he can add a big spark to this Bears offense. And, you know, the, uh, I'm hoping that Bill Lazor can do something, but, you know, I think I'm going to lean towards the side of there won't be much difference. Yeah, I don't blame you for saying that. Jalen, we're going to skip to another question now because I'm sure you would have a pretty similar answer. But this next question comes from uh, Hunter HN. Uh, He asks, what do you guys think about Lamar Miller starting this week? Miller obviously being pulled up from the practice squad. It'll be his first. I would assume he'll be the bell cow back. I'm not completely sure. I know the Bears have a lot of hope in Cordero Patterson, but hopefully Bill Lazor realized that that doesn't really work out too well. So Jalen, I'm going to pass this one to you to answer it first. What do you think about the Bears bringing up Lamar Miller, and do you think he'll be able to be be able to get anything done on Monday Night Football? Uh, also, um, I don't think he would be able to. You know, I think the last time he played was late 2019, or it was early 2018. He tore, he tore his ACL, so it's been a very long time since he's played a football game. Um, you know, he's basically being thrown in here with no offensive line to be able to block for him. Uh, but you know, last time he, last time he, uh, Bill Azer was his offensive coordinator. He had a thousand yards and, and eight touchdowns. But uh, so hopefully, Bill Azer, I'm pretty sure Bill Azer knows how to use Lamar Miller's. Um, you know, he knows him as a player, can call the right plays to to put Lamar Miller in the the best chance to succeed. But uh, um, I don't think he comes out here and has a a hundred uh, rushing yards in his first game, or he might not have a hundred rushing yards in in the next couple games he plays as uh, as a starter, uh, depending on how. Uh, Long Davis out. Yeah, uh, you know, I remember back on Halloween night in 2016 when Jordan Howard had his breakout game against the Vikings, but that offensive line was much better. Cody Whitehair was in his prime. Kyle Long was still here, and that group overall was much better. Eric Cush was actually starting back then, so I hope the Bears pull him up tomorrow night. But we're going to head into our predictions now. This is already running a little bit long, but it's time to make our picks. The time to talk is over. Parth, I'm going to kick it off with you. Who do you think wins this game? What is your score prediction, and why does it go the way that it does? Before I give up my prediction, I was actually at that Jordan Howard breakout game on Halloween. That was a lot of fun. Jay Keller yeah, had a good night that night. Yeah, he did. I, I like we we do beat the Vikings a lot. It was a Monday night game. I'm pretty sure uh, the Bears are four zero against the Vikings the last two years. Uh, Matt Nagy's undefeated against them. Kirk Cousins is zero and three against Chicago. I'm going to take the Bears to win this one. Hopefully they don't let me down. I got the Bears in the low-scoring game, 20-17. to 17. Uh, Hopefully they can pull it out at the end of the game. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Bears as well. Uh, you know what? I 
my picking streak has gone raw because I continue to have false hope in this team. But I do think that they get it done on Monday night. I think they do a good job at bottling up Dalvin Cook. I think hopefully back in the orange jerseys, back on primetime uh, Monday Night Football against the Vikings. We remember the last time the Vikings played the Bears in primetime when the Bears were winning the orange jerseys. I believe that was November 18th, 2018. Eddie Jackson had a pick six to seal it. I talked about that a couple of days ago, but I think the Bears get it done in this one. Uh, I'm going to agree with Parth. I think it's a low-scoring game. I'm going to go 24-14 to 14 Bears. Uh, I, I really do think they do a good job at shutting down Minnesota, and I think they get a win here to move to 6-4 and four and keep the playoff hopes alive. So, Jalen... It's time for you to finally pick. What is your pick in this one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Bears. Um, you know, uh, I know we didn't record a, a, a pregame show, but I de- did have the Bears winning, obviously. This is the pregame show. I'm talking about last Oh, week. no worries. <laughs> um, you know, the Bears haven't won my way in the last couple weeks, but um, this is probably the, the first game since we played the, the Panthers that I'm, I actually have confidence that we can pull out a game. Uh, you know, as long as we can stop Dalvin Cook, we stopped Derrick Henry last year, and Derrick Henry was on a tear, uh, you know, before he played us. So if, if we're able to contain Dalvin Cook and put the ball in Kirk Cousins, uh, Kirk Cousins' hands and make him basically beat us. It's something he hasn't did uh, the last few times he's played us. Um, I'm very confident in our ability to win this game, but I'm going with the Bears with a win here, uh, 24-20. to 20. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, Monday Night Football, the time to talk. We've got about 27 hours until kickoff. The time to talk is over. I say it after we make our picks at the end of each week. But thank you guys so much for tuning into our Week 10 pregame show. If you want more content from us, head over to our website, BearDown.com. We're going to be posting pregame articles to get you guys ready for the Week 10 matchup between the Bears and the Vikings. If you would like to find us on social media, I'm going to drop it on here for those of you guys who have been listening late. We are going to be giving away a Bears jersey at the end of this month, so you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Bear Down to enter that giveaway. It'll be free to enter. I'm not going to say what player it is just yet, but be sure to be on the lookout for that. I'm sure the posts will go up sometime next week on both platforms, and you definitely want to be included in that. We love giving back to you guys. And finally, you can find the links to all of our social media pages down in the description, Me, Parth, and Jalen, all of our Instagram and Twitter profiles. It's a great way to interact with us. We're very active on game day, especially on Twitter, so be sure to go check those out. Parsha, Jalen McClinton, we really do not want to have a four-game losing streak on our hands, so let's hope we can pull it out tomorrow night. Any last words, guys? Yeah, like you said, we do not want a four-game losing streak. That would be the absolute worst. You know, Last year, I think the Bears had a three- or four-game losing streak, and then we were able to turn it around, but it was too late. Uh, this time around, we do have some hope. Uh, there is some time left. Uh, if if we want to win, it's got to be now, and it's it's, it's got to it's, it's got to it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough game. But I, hopefully, they can pull it out on Monday night. Yeah, hopefully we can. Definitely gonna be a very good week for me. Um, of course, the Bears play tomorrow, and then two days after that, it's it's the NBA draft. Uh, well, let's hope uh, the Bears win, and then the Bulls make quite a good pick. Yes, that's what I'm. That's what I'm hoping for. But me being a Chicago Bulls and Bears fan for uh, like almost eight or nine years, I've been disappointed uh, most of the time. But, uh, <laughs> it, it's a new year. It's 2020. Anything can happen, right? Absolutely. The Bears will look to bounce back, moving to six and four tomorrow night. A very big game. I would like to say before we end this one off, we're going to try and start live streaming games soon. Parth and I go home from college later next week, so hopefully this winter we'll be able to get you guys in some live streams if you're interested in that please be sure to leave it down in the comments. Also, do us a favor if you made it this far and you're watching on YouTube, 
leave down in the comments your score predictions. We want to see what you guys think. It's been a pleasure to be your host. Once again, my name is Chris Malpe, and I know I just talked about YouTube, but everyone on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for supporting. We appreciate you guys as well. Bears fans, as always, do us a favor and stay safe and bear down. Let's bounce back and get a win, and we will see you with our Week 11 coverage. It's a bye week, but we will see you then. Peace.